Say, I have joy like a river. I have joy like a river. I have fullness of joy. So I'm strong. And I'm profitable. And very productive. I have joy like a river. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please have your seats. It's a new day. God's faithfulness has no question marks about it. Hallelujah. This man who's spoken about joy, 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 joy everywhere and every day. And I said at one time that if you can understand the mystery of joy, you always be on top. It takes joy to go through vision. It takes joy to command the blessings of heaven. The Bible says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So joy is a major key. It is a major instrument for fruitful Christian living. Amen. I had informed pastor that I was going to teach on joy for health, but the owner of the church changed it. But the, the point is this. There are many people who appear sickly or are sick, not because they are sick, but because they have lost their joy. If you carry the whole of Ghana upon your shoulders to think for every Ghanaian, you are the only one who has eyes to see that Ghana has challenges and you are thinking about Ghana. So you think and think and think and you don't produce any solution. You become a thinker. And you end up wearying your soul. And before you know you are down. A little challenge in your life becomes so anxious and think and think and think and think and yet you don't produce any solution to it. And the next time they say your BP is rising. How can a young person, 30, 40 years, 20 something years, and they say your BP is alarming? And you consider it as, as an adornment. So my BP, my, my BP, I have BP. What, what, what kind of thing is that? If you could just go to where Lewin is joking and you laugh for about 10 minutes, the BP will come down. So are you sick? You have not understood what you have. 
And so your joy is not strong enough to keep you going. But it says, in times of famine, in times of famine, when there is no food, you will still be glad. You'll be excited because there's something inside you that gives you assurance without any doubt that you will not go hungry. Praise God. Can't go hungry. You are too anxious. What am I going to eat tomorrow? You go to the kitchen, you examine everywhere, you go to the storehouse, and you say, me and my children, tomorrow what are we going to eat? What is your problem? Are you the owner of tomorrow? The one that kept you alive for you to see tomorrow, if he cannot give you food, leave him alone. Praise God. You are too careful about many things. Too careful. Too careful. Go to church. And in this dress, last two weeks, I wore it. This one, last three weeks, I wore Who is checking your dress when you come in here? Ask people around you if you are, you are checking your dress. Nobody is checking your dress. Ask them last Sunday what you wore. They didn't, they didn't, even, they didn't see you. And because of that anxiety, you won't come to church because you'll be wearing the same thing. Who told you the same? Anxiety. Anxiety. I had somebody who worked together in Nigeria and an adult, a Ghanaian. His shirts were either blue or white. So, so, Mr. you meet Mr. Not today is blue shirt. The next day is blue shirt. The next day is blue shirt. And then you say he doesn't have shirts. You are wasting your time. He has the blue shirts. He has them plenty. He has white shirts. Plenty of them. So, when you see him, you are the one who is troubling yourself. The man that's wearing his dress is just going. And you, you, now, you, you catch cold. Why is this man always wearing blue? What's your problem? You are in your house. Somebody is in the house and they are pounding fufu. Why are they eating fufu every day? So when you, you hear, boom, boom, he said they have started. I regret coming to stay in this vicinity. There's somebody is eating fufu every day. What is your problem? So things that are not important are the ones that we think about. And we suffocate ourselves and begin to manifest all manner of diseases. Sarah, the wife of who? The wife of who? Whose wife? Who? Ah. Uh. You know she was sick. You know she was sick? She was sick. Oh. That woman was sick. Now, the woman came to accept that she was barren. It became sickness on her. So when she saw anyone who had given birth, she got offended. That's why she was fighting 
That woman, what's her name? Hagar. You see somebody's new car and you're offended. Somebody's dress, you're offended. Somebody's promoted, you're offended. Somebody is getting married. Hey! You know your sickness? You are sick. Your sickness is selfishness and insecurity. But one day, when she heard the voice of God, she laughed. I suspect that was the first time in a long while that Sarah laughed. And then the sickness was cured. It was laughter, the ventilation of the soul. Even when they pick you, you won't laugh. You are laughter, you have problem. Even when you say you want to laugh, you cover your mouth. What is the problem with you? <laughs> You know, women like, they, they, there's, there's one place they like in front of the mirror. They know how to appreciate themselves. Men don't have mirrors. They, even when they have the mirror in the room, they don't use it. So it will take another person outside to tell the man, you've not combed your hair. Now, they love mirrors so much that they want everything around them to be a mirror. So they expect everybody to see them just like their mirror sees them. So they are very, very conscious of themselves. This shoe is outmoded. And I don't like this bangle. It's about five years. Because they think that people are looking at them. Of course, men look at them anyway. Because there are some of these men, they can't close their eyes. They are committing lucre. You know lucre? The sin of looking. But there's something that makes you stable. No matter what is happening around you. And we can apply joy to every situation in life. The moment joy manifested in the heart of this lady called Sarah. The womb opened. You are thinking too much. You are anxious about nothing. And the Bible said we shouldn't be anxious about anything. Everything you are anxious about. No food. No water. No this. No that. Every time, no this. No that. Even when they pay you salary. Hey. Eurade. That Ben Pan Abekaime. Skaway say the Bob Ramey. Even your salary has become an enemy. 
One day I traveled out of Nigeria. I was in Ghana for an assignment. And then my wife went to collect my allowance. And she saw the allowance. That day she began to respect me. Because, oh, more, okay, more, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. She looked at the allowance. The take-home pay. Now began to ask herself, so is that how we have been living? If I had been looking at the allowance, the one they, they wrote on paper and gave to me, I would have left ministry long ago. But there is something inside me that tells me about the faithfulness of God. That this God will not let me go hungry. That he will not put me to shame. You must come to a point that you won't have any doubt about God's ability to provide for you. And to keep you well. God's ability to go before you and open doors unto you. You should come to that point. That is where joy begins to gain roots and then manifest. So when you are stepping out, you're not afraid. Hey, I'm going to this office. Who will help me? Ah, I have plenty of testimonies that would take me about four years to share. About God placing people in places before I go there or I get there. You don't have to know me. When I appear, you will definitely know, you know me already. When I appear, say, oh, you are, your face is very familiar. I say, yeah. It's familiar and similar. <laughs> Thou shalt rise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time is what? You are a child of favor. So why are you panicking? Why do you think you'll be rejected? A child of favor. So if you are conscious of that one, the joy in you will make you look at people and dare them. See, I went for an interview and then as soon as they finished, I asked them for my letter. And the man said, well, I said I passed. I didn't fail. And you know I didn't fail. So I want my letter now. They were confused. So I got up and I said, I'm waiting for you outside. I went and sat there. One of them came and he saw me sitting there. He said, why? I said, the letter is what I'm waiting for. He went back and told them, that fellow is still there. They say, give him the letter. Let him go. Give him the letter. Pe -pe 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 they gave him my letter. I went to the institute because I had told them that they asked me, when would you want to start? I said, today. I want to start to work today. They said, but it's already late. I said, that's it. So, tomorrow. What was pushing me? I knew the person who was in charge of the meeting. You understand? I knew the one who was in charge of the meeting. All those guys were just showing faces. But the man in charge was the one marking me. Let this issue of joy you know, gain roots on your inside to make you go forward in boldness.
Nobody can terminate your joy. It's only you who can do it. If you don't know anything at all, you know that once upon a time, you were a candidate for hell. And then this man came in and changed the course. And now you live on this earth, but you are in heaven. And you have a host of angels around you. What is your problem? Tell somebody, stop, stop anxiety. Don't be anxious. Tell, look, look at the face of that person. If I had asked you to pick money from that person, your eyes go open, but you need to pick money. I have joy like a river. It is flowing and flowing every day. I'm full of joy. Hallelujah. And so Paul says, none of these things move me. You are moved by almost everything. Almost everything. Don't let things move you. Let the word of God move you. Whoever is, is against you, any person is free to be against. But is he able to change your course of life? No. Why? God has stamped that one. God says you are great. People say you cannot be great. It's late. He said I am. You say I cannot. I am and I cannot. Which one is first? I am. Think about that. Think about that. That a thousand will fall by where? Your side. Ten thousand. Where? And what will happen to you? you will be standing and be looking and praising God that these things did not come your way and they will never come your way. They will never come your way in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell someone you are highly favored. Tell the person, know this one and always remember that you are highly favored. Tell that person, everything is working together for your good. Because you are the chosen of God. Nothing can work against you. But for you. Hallelujah. Nothing. I've told you before that I, I love enemies. Haven't I told you before in this place? I have. I, I, I love enemies. I always apply for enemies. <laughs> That's strange, eh? The Lord sets a table before me in the presence of where? My enemies. So, the more the enemies, the better the table. Why is he setting a table? He wants to show them that I'm not in their class. And let me show you what happens. When he says that table, there is something around you. It's a glassy thing. The enemy sees through it and sees you at the table. He desires to pick you from that place and throw you away, but cannot come close to you. So he begins to bite his finger. If I get this fellow, I will squeeze him. If I get, it's not getting. If I get, it's not getting. It doesn't mean you are getting. It's painful for Satan to see you making progress in life. 
he puts all manner of barriers in your way and you are just jumping over them one after the other like that and you are going forward and he, be, he, he gets confused and say, what manner of person is this he can't understand because the Lord says table before you in the presence of your enemies every time we meet we recite that one but we have not allowed it to enter our hearts he says a table thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies and in their presence you anoint my head with oil and my cup begins to run over that means i'm a blessing i have enough and it's running over to affect other people you are not an ordinary person let that one be in your heart and be very confident in life amen your name is higher than every other name your name is Jesus. Glory to God. All right. The joy factor in sowing. In doing what? Sowing. The joy factor is very important. The Bible said God loves the cheerful giver. Cheerful what? The one who is giving by with excitement. I read something from um, collections on Smith Wigglesworth. And there's something that he said over there. He said his, 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 his glorious moment, the most exciting time in his life, is when he, he was signing a check for the kingdom. This man will call a photographer. He said, I'm signing a check for the kingdom of God. Snap. Then they will snap. That was his greatest moment of joy. That he was putting something, the privilege to sow into the kingdom. Now you see, you have not seen that it's a privilege. That's why you do it anyhowly. Is that correct English? Add it to your own. Anyhowly. Basi. Anyhowly. That is the adverb of anyhow. Amen. Praise God. Uh, you are writing that one, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. If we understand the privilege that God gives to us to sow into the kingdom and sow into people's lives. You are not earning up to a thousand cities, but you are paying school fees of about two thousand and you think it's not a privilege. It's not a privilege? That God says, be my partner. It's not as if I need your money. But I want to open a door for you to be blessed. So you bring part of what I have given to you. Part of what I have given to you. Because there is nothing we have that never came from above. And we do that one grudgingly. We do it with some abandon. We, 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 we don't care. 
So you look for the city that is so wretched, rejected by men. That's the one you gather to come and give to God. When it is time to pay tithe, that's when you remember what one somebody who doesn't understand scriptures talked about. Because it was not in your interest to pay tithe. So the moment they started talking about against tithe, you say, yes, yes. This thing has been on my mind for a long time. I've been wondering why we even pay tithe. So the person, the person has warned you to his side. So I'm, I don't pay tithe. I'm not paying tithe. Jesus didn't mention anything about tithe. He didn't say we should be paying tithe. Did Jesus say you should wear red dress on Sunday? Did he tell you? Why are you wearing dress? You should have come naked. Should have come, it should be a wonderful thing that all of us are coming in here naked. Just as we came from him. Because we are coming to him here. We come in our birthday suit like that. Wonderful people. And people wondering where are these mad people going? And then they follow you to this place. They will come in their numbers. To come and see how wonderful you are. Did Jesus tell you to be wearing dress? Where do you see it? Huh? You, 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 you eat afan. Is it in the Bible? Huh? Is Akpola in the Bible? Fufuongo? Why are you offended? There are things in the Bible that you must open your eyes to. Your tithe is not intended to rob you. Your tithe is intended to open the windows of heaven for a release from God. But because you don't want to do it, you are looking for somebody's stamp on what you have in your heart. Giving is not compulsory. When time to give, it's not compulsory. But when you are sick, it's compulsory that God must heal you. It's time for fasting in the church. Our fasting is at a convenience. It says we should announce our fasting. But the moment you have a challenge, everybody will know. You will come here, lie on the altar. Nearer to you, O oh Lord, nearer to you. Lord, I have come. I'm here. Your beloved son, who has been afflicted by the enemy. I have come for servicing, O oh Lord. Remember me, Father. Father. My father said, give to me. He said, Father, you gave us will. Why don't you have the will to die? I don't have much time. I would have taken you on a journey. I like doing that one than just preaching to people. I want you to realize where you have gone wrong so that you can change. Every human being has been given a will by God and God does not want to touch your will. But remember what Apostle Paul said. He calls himself a bond slave. One who was in slavery before but was rescued and set free. And he voluntarily 
now said, I am your slave. I want to live my life for you. When you read those things, you cannot pick anything from there. But when he says, and, but my, 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 and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That one you know. And you pick it. And you, you wage war. Father, remember your word. He said, you supply all my needs. If you are not a thief, will you be praying that kind of prayer when you have abandoned the things that precede that statement? People that gave for kingdom work and kept on giving. And Paul was speaking concerning them and said, my God, the one you have honored will supply all your needs. What have you given to the kingdom that God must supply your needs? Why are we so selfish? We want everything from God but nothing from us. Nothing. I did a teaching one time on sacrificial giving and one lady in the church dropped her khaki. We were two associate pastors under the bishop. I was associate one and he was two. He wasn't in the service that day. When he came, he was told that somebody dropped a car. So he came to me. He said, uh-huh, Oga, what do you teach? Tell me the thing where you talk, where you just shake the woman like this, making drop in moto. I said, I don't know. What I know is just one thing I'm going to tell you today. That Jesus Christ never sinned. He knew no sin. But he became sin. A sin sacrifice for us. He didn't have any dealing with the devil. But he went there to submit himself. So that we will be, will be saved. He paid the price. The debt that he never owed. Now if this man went to that extent and the kingdom manual is asking you and I to sow a seat into the kingdom we now begin to ask questions. But a man that you, whose name you called and you got saved, that was the path he took. And you say, Jesus is our pattern. He is our perfect example. Why can't you accept the example about money? About giving? Why? Why do we find it so difficult to sow seed in the kingdom? And when I say you, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about Christians. Difficult. When you declare, everybody's excited. They shout, amen. Amen. It is time to give. Wouldn't this man even one day forget about offering? Just, one, just for, to forget for just one day. One day in a year. That today, no offering. But I preached somewhere and I told them not to raise offering. 
And somebody asked a question. Why? I said, why must he raise offering? Who shouldn't raise offering? If you know the God you are serving and you came with something for him, must we tell you to do it? We should come to a point where we enter church and we go and sow our seed without anybody talking. Because we are persuaded by the several things that this God has done for us, including our salvation, to lay bare before him with everything that we have. So he won't have to ask for it, but we give. But after all, it came from him. But most of us will behave like children. We don't have confidence if I give this money. What will happen in the house? Hmm? Very soon, I will need to buy, um, what do you call it? Power. Is that how they call it? Huh? Electricity. Okay. Electric power. Abby. I need to buy very soon. If I don't, the whole place will become dark. Who told you to be dark? Who told you? So you are keeping the money to go and buy this thing. The man that God handed me over to when I got born again, I didn't get born again like some of you did as young people. I was, I was, I had entered my 30s. I was about 31 when I got born again. I rebelled against God over and over again and God still had mercy and was chasing me about. <laughs> His mercy was just too much. The man that God handed me over to, he was a man from this man's area, Basse's area. In Nigeria. And I heard his testimony. When armed robbers were chasing him. He was about to enter a feeling said you buy fuel. The fuel has shown red. Gage is shown that in the dashboard. He saw red over there. So he wanted to. Then the armed robbers said come in. He said I will go. And he told the Lord. He said your angels are always at work on this car. My fuel cannot finish. This fuel must take me to anywhere I want to get to. A point of safety to buy fuel. And he kept on going. As he was going, the red light disappeared. And he said, brother, I was driving the speed I was going. I didn't know. Ham robbers were chasing him. And angels were pushing the car. I saw, I heard that testimony. And then we went out somewhere to start a full gospel chapter in a town called Gombe in Nigeria. And we got there. There was nobody. And he held my hand. He said, let's go out. We stepped out there. He said, don't look back again. Don't do what? Don't look back. I said, but that's what I would do here. We are, we are waiting for them to come. He said, from where? He said, they are coming. They are what? They are coming. So we began to pray in the spirit. And he said, they are coming. He would just say it and laugh. His kind of laughter is what was so contagious. He would laugh like this. No matter who you are, you will laugh. After a while, he said, it's time to start the service. Let's go. We got to the place was full. I look at the man. He smiled. He said, he's nearer than we think. He's what? Nearer. nearer than we think. 
I bless the name of the Lord for that man. He gave me a very sound foundation. He said, don't you know it's in the Bible that he said he will, he will send the angels to go and bring them. He will compel them to come. So they came. So we didn't have to make, make any altar call to bring people outside. They were all there. Everybody there was answering the call for the first time, except the owner of the place. And he said, he said even this man is not born again. He's not born again. And when we left the place, we were praising God. And I saw that he was not holding still. In fact, this testimony, listing, just listing, but don't practice it. Because I have never made the mistake. We were clapping and going. So at a point, I became aware that the man wasn't holding. I said, brother, they're staring. He said, they are, they are driving, they are driving. <laughs> His name is brother Yu Nta, N-T-A. He said, they are driving, they are driving. I said, who are driving? He said, they are here. Can't you see them? He said, yours is to sing. Just sing. Let's praise God for what he did over there. And he was talking to you. Talk fast like this. No. Some people have gone very deep. Very what? Deep. Was he tempting God? No. I was the one tempting him. But when I spoke like that, he became conscious. And had to now start putting hand on the steering. Where I got frightened was a curve. It was a very sharp one. And this man was not holding the wheels. You want to kill me, yeah? Said, they are driving. They are driving. He calls the car angel's car. The mechanics are angels. They are always working on the car. Where is he getting that one from? An understanding that you and I have not found. An understanding of the, 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 the mysterious dimensions of God that we are yet to uncover. Any one of such that you hit, you gain strength on your inside to apply. He called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scriptures cannot be broken. So when, when, when the word comes and you, you receive the word, you become a master in that area. That was the man. He brought a cripple to his house. The wife ran away. Cripple. But I called the wife. Yeah, come, 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 come and see God. He said, No way. <laughs> to whom I entered the house. He told God, he said, These people are Muslim, they came to try you. If you allow them to succeed, that is your own business. Hey, rise up and let's go. What kind of prayer is that? They came to try you. You are the one they came to try, not me. If you won't do anything, you want them to succeed, that's your own. Yeah. The guy didn't get up. He held his hand and dragged him in the sitting room. He dragged him around like this before he knew the guy was standing. Yes. And then he was shouting hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The wife heard hallelujah and came out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is that easy? Can you see that? We have a long way to go 
that is the headquarters of joy. When you hit the revelation, then joy becomes strong. So the things that movement will not move you. In every situation, you are stable. And you keep on going. Do you know that some of us, even when we see headache, that the person complaining, we get frightened. What about if I pray and the person doesn't get healed? Satan did that one to me one time. I said, I'm not a healer. I'm what? I'm not the healer. If I pray, it doesn't get healed. It's not my business. I'm not calling my name. Is there some of you boys here that you won't, you won't talk to any girl because you are afraid they will say no? You don't know the one you were talking to, that one, the other person was sitting there and they said, look at this man. I love you so much. I've been waiting for you. You are not talking to me. You are talking to somebody. And the person says no. And you can't think again. Can't think. He asked you something. She said no. And so what? There are many of them. Say, keep on saying. Keep on saying. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I've told you here. I asked this girl. I said I'm going to marry you. What are you saying? So I should give it. I said, what time? It's now. He says she won't pray. I said, there's no prayer here. There's no prayer. I pray. I have done all the prayer. Forget it. What are you going to pray about? When you find her in the private, ask her whether she prayed or not. Praise God. Hebrews 12. Verse 1 and 2. You know what one man of God told me? He said he wants to call me to a meeting of his leaders. He just wants me to sit down and be talking to them just as I'm talking to you now. And I told him that can take us about four hours. He said there's no problem. I don't like preaching again. I like talking about him. Are you there? One and two. Let's go. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, yeah. let us lay aside every weight mm. and the sin which so easily ensnares us, mm. and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. He said, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses from chapter 11, at the hall of faith, names were mentioned People who by faith conquered, God established, did all manner of things. Those are testimonies of men that walk by faith. And he said, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses of the faithfulness of God. Let us run with what? Endurance. With faith. The race that is set before us. 
looking unto Jesus, not looking onto the tape, not looking at the ones who are running with you, not looking at the tarmac or the track, but looking unto Jesus. Now, when you are doing that kind of running and you, you leave your lane to another lane, you are disqualified. And he said, don't look at that one. Look unto Jesus. When you look unto him, you will not miss your track. When you look unto him, you will not see the giants. When you look unto him, you won't see failure. When you look unto him, you will not see tiredness. You are seeing him not failing, strong, mighty, radiant in appearance, confident. That's the one you are looking at. The one who is the beginning and the ending. The one who does not change. That's the one you are looking at. You are looking at immortality. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of where? Our faith. What are we looking at? What is testimony? Who for the joy that was set before him. Joy. That was said before him. What kind of joy was that? That God was faithful to do what he promised him to do. That he will not allow his body to see corruption. That he won't allow any of his bones to be broken. That he won't keep him in the grave but on the third day he's going to wake up. That this God will restore to him the glory he left behind. That this God will bring him up with his brothers and sisters. Who we are. Looking at the joy of the faithfulness of God. That God cannot disappoint. Looking unto Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him. He believed his father. There was no doubt at all in him. And he saw that whatever the father has said was the same as done. Now because of this, he endured the cross. Do you think that Jesus didn't know what pain was? If he knew tiredness, if he knew fatigue and anger, if he knew all those things, you think that he wouldn't know the pain of death. And yet, he was ready to go. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He never gave up. He was tempted to give up he refused to give up before the cross and on the cross. The devil did all manner of things. You say you are the deliverer, deliver yourself and deliver us. Stop making noise. So all the things that you were talking before, they were just lies. See yourself as helpless as you are. See you hanging there. And you call yourself the redeemer. They were provoking him to react. But he refused because of us. Because of who? Us. 
he could have jumped down from that cross and would have walked away like that. By now, most of us, if we were not dead, madness, all manner of sicknesses, frustrations, somebody is walking in the street and doesn't even know it is a road that the, a car will knock the person. No, he doesn't know. Have you met some of them like that before? When you are driving and you see somebody crossing road, don't anticipate that the person will go before you get there. You better slow down. Because that one that is going, you don't know where he is. Because that person may not be on the road. His body is on the road, but the person was somewhere looking for money to go and pay school fees. That's how miserable would have been. How wretched would have been if Jesus had jumped down. He didn't. For the joy that was set before him. This God who will not disappoint me. Why are we almost always frightened? And we think about the worst of things. Why? Because we are not looking on to Jesus. We get excited about things that should not excite us. It is the shame. He was naked. I have read some accounts from Josephus. The man was naked. He was what? Naked. Any of you men, anybody here who wants to be naked here? He was not killed in the corner. He was killed outside the gate where the traders and everybody were passing. It was a highway. Naked. He endured that one. He despised the shame. And the Bible says, and now he is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. He said, look unto him. So in anything that we do as believers, when we look unto Jesus, we will pursue the thing to the end with the assurance that we are not going to fail, that we will not see shame, but we will see the travail of our souls. We will see the fruit of our labor. So when you are in business, you should understand that you are not going to fail. You won't work for another person to eat. You will see the fruit of your labor. You will eat of it. Let us run this race. Looking unto Jesus. Who is the example that we have? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. 
When it is time to sow in the kingdom, look unto Jesus. Who gave himself. He gave what? Himself. He gave himself. So sometimes when people behave as if they have all their money and that the church is looking for their money, I look at them and I pity them. And I have met several of them, several of them, several of them. And you see, this is my mouth. This is my mouth. This mouth that you are seeing now, it didn't come yesterday. The mouth came before I was born. You are confused now. That's what I tell people. That's my mouth, you tell you. This mouth was born before I came. So nobody will now hold the mouth. Nobody. So when I came, I now put the mouth back. It is meant to talk. So I dare people like that. There are some of them that felt they have money. I'll tell you in church, you can keep your money. God will do his work. Very simple. Very what? Simple. I don't care. Can you imagine a pastor posted to a new station and then you tell people, don't give me, don't give me gifts. And after a service, they came. What kind of thing was that, Pastor? I said, you heard me very well. If you give me a gift now and you misbehave, I'll deal with you. So don't bring me any gift with the intent that you bribe me. It's a lie. Because you can't bribe this thing. It's been free a long time. I speak my mind. I say what I want to say. You may not like me. But very soon, what I say, you will see it. God is no respecter of persons. That's why I don't respect people. Please understand the grammar very well. I'm not saying that I don't respect people as in, you know, as appreciating their dignity and their esteem in life. No. I'm no respecter of persons. Know what? In actual fact, the people who are closer to me are the ones that suffer more or most. Anyone that is close to me, ask the person. Why? Because when people see you around me, they expect some standard. And I'm not ready to make you make a ridicule of me, so I deal with you. It's not very easy to work with me. You want to know that one? Ask my wife. Ask her the kind of treatment I gave to her several years. Before later, she became my wife. I think if she had remembered those things, she would have said no. I'm a very hard trainer. Very what? You are the ones that don't understand me. That's why you get offended. But you intimidate me. Never. <laughs> Praise God. You don't know anything. You see, when you are with your pastors, be very careful. Because there are things pastors see, don't see. By virtue of the fact that they are your pastor, God gives them some enablement about you. There are things they see about you you don't see. So when they are taking some steps, you don't, you don't understand, and you get disturbed. And they also don't understand what they are doing. The choir in the church was dying. She was the one who single-handedly put the choir together. And became very vibrant. But one morning, I just woke up and I said, this woman will leave the choir. 
There was something I was seeing about her that she didn't know. And everybody thought because she was very close to me, I would fail. No, no, I don't do that. Please help me. Help, help me. Help me. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't have any friend here. I won't have. I had a hand and I called the prayer band leader and I said, uh, Dickin Levi, this lady is now in the, in the prayer band. She's no longer in the choir. She's in prayer band now. Make sure she doesn't miss one prayer time. Make sure you discipline her anywhere she goes wrong. I was leaving the town. I was leaving. I was coming back to Ghana. That was 1994. I said, anytime she misbehaves, deal with it. And you know that when I hear anything contrary, from where I am, you get missiles. I said, give her days of fasting. I gave the man some instructions that she didn't know about. Serious instructions. Because there was something I saw. And it pained my heart that I was not going to remain there to bring those things out of her. So I needed an avenue for her to get to her level. level that's all. And I left. And for six years, we never met. But when I saw her later, I rejoiced. Hallelujah. No, I rejoiced. Now, the people you come across are people you must put on course. Put them where? On course. Stop pampering people. This is, this is, this is my, I respect you, but I'm no respecter of persons. You want to follow me? Go and look for Hermit. You know Hermit? I'll break your head. What am I looking for? Something good. Have you seen the palm kernel? Very hard. Is that not so? So when you touch it, you assume that there's nothing good inside the kernel. But there's something juicy inside it. You've got to break the kernel to bring that one out. If you have pity on that kernel, you will not break it. And you also lose what is inside. So some of you have got to be broken. And it is my intention to break you. Who for the joy that was set before him. For the greatness that is set before you. You must endure hard things. Endure what? Hard things. Because as far as I know and I've told you here. This is a house where we are building people to go out. We cannot be sending people who cannot face the sun. A small heat, and you are troubled. No. We take small money from you, and you are telling everybody, like I'm going to do this morning. Small money. Just bring small money. You get offended. Put your hand inside your pocket. You engage your electronic fingers. This is 50. This a pass, pass, 50, pass. 20, pass, pass. 10, pass. 5, pass. 1, tester, tester, tester. Tester, tester, old, old, bring, bring it, crumpled, bring it, bring it. That's how the thing is inside your hand. Tight. Oh Lord, you have been so good. You are so good to me. You don't know you are cursing yourself. If you have been so good to you, 
<laughs> Why are you doing this to him? So you go in there. The hand will enter the, the basket. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, remember my offerings. God said, yes, I remember. Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He faced the cross. He endured the shame of it. And we can't identify with him. No. I have joy like a river. It is flowing through my soul. Running down from my heart. Into every part of my being. Joy. 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 Joy does not say I can't. Joy said I am able. I'm what? Able. Joy does not say there is no one to help me. Joy said, I enjoy the help of the Lord every day. And this God is here to help me. The joy you have in the Lord will make you go to any length. When you talk, people will say you are proud. Let them say it. That's how they understand how far they can go. But you are not proud. You are declaring the things that eyes of men are not seeing. Which you are convinced of. Because you know the one that you have believed. Paul says, I know the one I have believed. I'm fully persuaded that he is able. Haba. Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then Go ahead. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Who said? They saw it. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, were like them that dreamed. It was sudden. We never expected it. But he did. And it was so much that people around saw and began to praise the Lord. That is how your testimony is like. But when you look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, and you pursue your dreams in life, you will get to a point where people will be the ones talking about your God. They will see because they knew you couldn't do it. Or at least they thought you couldn't do it. But then you made it. Hallelujah. Now, but let's go on. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. The first thing was good. Now let it flow. Let the blessings do what? Flow. Like the streams. No hindrance. Let it flow. And then there's a, a twist. A twist. Verse 5 and verse 6. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. They are in what? Tears. Tears? It means they are crying. Eh? Huh. They are sowing and they are crying. 
Okay, go ahead. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. All right. They sow in tears and they reap in joy. Tears. That somebody is sowing and is crying. Why is a person crying? Is it real tears? No. Challenging things going on on the inside of the person. This is my last five CDs. It's what? Last. And I have not eaten. I have not eaten. Am I going to put this money in? I'm going to put. Hey, am I indeed going to put? I'm going to put. Why will I eat? I'm going to put. Anyhow, I'm going. And when you drop it, you say, I'll put. There's no food. It is with pain that the last seed that you have, which you could eat, you are going to put it inside the earth with pain. You are sacrificing a precious seed. It's what you are carrying to drop there. Pain, challenges. Should I or should I not? He said, but you will reap in joy. How many of you have done some farming before? Farming. Now you see, when the farmer is doing his work under the scorching sun, there's no pleasure at all. No pleasure. No pleasure. No food. You go early in the morning and you have an encounter with the dew on the leaves. And then you go working and working. You have to go somewhere to fetch water to come and drink. With the water, as soon as you come, you drink, and then you go back looking for water again, and you are doing all manner of things. And then you visit the farm occasionally with around the items, there's no fruit to carry home. The little money you have, you have to go and buy food. That is plantain tree standing there, but there's no plantain for you to harvest. And the little you have, you are still spending it. It is still the part of the sowing, part of the sowing. And then one day, you go to the farm and you see fruits everywhere. And you begin to appreciate them. It's not time for harvest yet, but there's hope. There's what? Hope. Farmers do the farming with hope. That very soon, it will not be long. It will not be long. It will not be long. They begin to budget. They budget with the fruits they have not seen. They take loans with what they have not seen because they know that something will come out. And then... One day you go to harvest. If you go to farm and you see cocoa farmers taking weeds from the cocoa, you know, the, under the leaves like that, the pot, they look at the pot and they begin to whistle. They do what? They whistle. They sing all manner of things whistling. Some of them who can sing, they sing, they shout. All the excitement because they have seen something that is coming. And then a day will come when they will go, call people, come and help me, let's bring down the pots. And then they'll go and bring the pots and they carry them and heap them at one point. And then they call neighbors, help us to break the pots. I had the privilege of doing that one a number of times. 
when I used to visit my father's uh, their farm at Gosso, you know, when I was in school, we'd go there and, you know, the, in those days, canned corn beef, now the, a heap of the cocoa like this, they would put some sardines inside, inside, they would put corn beef on top there, and as you are cracking and going, you go and you meet one sardine, one can of sardine like this, you, that one is for you, you put in your pocket. And then you keep on pressing. So you want to press and make sure you get it. The farmer is using that one to entice you to work because that is where his joy is. He will pay the price to get the seeds. Those who continually use that word for me, call it for me. Those who what? Not occasionally. Those who continually you want to see the joy of giving, it must be a persistent thing, continually. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, that's what he said. So, everywhere. Everywhere you go, you sow. Any service you go, don't say this is not our church. This is not, this is not. Let me tell you something very interesting, as old as I am. One day, I came here to greet you and then I went somewhere to minister. I dropped an offering of 20 CDs here. And then I went to the place where I went to minister. And now I discovered when I put my hand there, I saw 30 CDs. I said, no, but in our church, I gave 20. And the Lord said, put it there. So I carried the 30 and put. As, as old as I am, as bishop, can you see me behaving like a child? Eh? Because of the church, I give 20. How can I give 20 here and then go and give 30 somewhere? I forgot that the same kingdom. You saw everywhere. So what? Everywhere. And then keep on sowing continually. It may not be convenient, but keep on doing it. Stop all this convenient giving. I have decided to give five CDs. And that's what I will give. Nobody can force me. Who is going to force you? Nobody. So when the pastor is talking and talking, he says, you're, you're wasting your time. You There's nothing you will do for me to change this. These five cities, is that's what I'm going to give. After all, people are giving one. Are you people? Are you people? So the same five cities last year. Last two years, five cities. Five cities and God is blessing you. You don't know that one. It's the same five cities. You are pegged it. Five. And then you peg your tithe. Yours is not one-tenth. It is as you will. But those who continually, what is the word? Continually. They keep on sowing. They go weeping, sowing. There's nothing in the house. I'm sowing. This is the last bit of money I have. I'm giving it. Somebody needs help. This is it. Take it. Continually, he said, Those ones they shall doubtless, without any controversy, without doubt, they shall return with testimonies, their sheaves, their harvests with them, singing. Do you know what? Singing. And when they are singing, their song becomes like something cacophonic in your ears. They are disturbing me. They are disturbing me. It's not disturbance. It is envy and regret that is troubling you. Because when they were giving, you refused to give. 
1989, I had a meeting in Bauchi where Bishop Edipur came to minister. I was there with a friend who is now in the U.S. And he called for one money like this. And I said, you, have, you, you made us to give offering. You are still calling for money. Where will we carry this money? Where, where will we get the money from? And this, my friend, Jesse just got up and emptied his pocket. This, he came around and then he was telling me what happened to me the next day. The next day. He said, I saw you didn't go. He didn't that time. I didn't go. I didn't understand. We are giving the offering. And the one that I had left to carry transport, go home. He said, I should bring again. Wait till now. How about Bishop? Must you kill us? I didn't go. My friend went. You see, God is no respecter of persons. He said, but in every nation, in every nation, those that call upon him, he will do what? This God is sufficient unto all of us. And many more. So don't deceive yourself like I did that day. 1989. I will not forget that one. At the open air theater in Bauchi. I won't forget it. I still have my notes. About three weeks ago, I saw the notes I read again. And I said, this is the tragedy that occurred that day. I didn't go in. I, sh- I could have given my transport and walked to the house. After all, to take maximum one hour, I will get to the house. All the same. But I didn't. This morning, I'm going to ask you to sow a seed. It is not your offering. And what you are going to sow must not affect your offering. It is not your tithe. Don't carry tight money and bring it here. It is outside your tithe and your offering that you are sowing a seed. A seed that will be a voice that will speak in your favor. Those that continually, they go weeping, bearing precious seed, not just a seed. For three days, Abraham carried a precious seed. His beloved covenant son, the one who was to be the line for the fulfillment of the covenant, and he was carrying him to go and kill him. Three days, he walked, weeping. He had every opportunity to have changed his mind, but he refused. This morning, you will bear a seed. A seed that is precious. Worthy for the king. And bring it. You are not informed. But you still can do it. And place that seed here today. And believe God that this voice will speak ahead of you wherever you go. We have been privileged to be proved by these things. So when there is no flow from a regular source, there is always a flow from irregular sources. Coming from everywhere. Amazing. Amazing. Sometimes when it happens, you you want to be sure if you are not dreaming. Especially when there's a need, then this God will just answer you. It's amazing. I want you to send a voice ahead of you.